0: Welcome to the Allegory of Spots podcast series. Thanks for joining. In each episode, we introduce a new spot. We talk about how spots hinder our progression mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and how to overcome any spot that may be holding you back. As you begin to move and apply the things you learn, you'll start to see weaknesses become strengths, and you'll begin to see and feel greater light come into your lives.
1: Hello, I am Lisa. And this is the Allegory of Spots, and the episode we get to discuss today is the word foolish. We don't want to be the fool, do we? So, is it a spot or a sin to call someone a fool? There are foolish behaviors, and there are foolish decisions. Many times I have not done what I know I should do, and I would certainly say that would qualify as the spot. Foolish. I had this favorite green sweater. It was hot while I was boarding a plane and I went to take my sweater off. The voice whispered to me, If you take it off now, you will lose it. Did I listen? No. I took off my sweater, I laid it down and put my luggage away and I never saw my favorite green sweater again. Such a foolish decision. I think of my green sweater and it is a reminder to me to listen to that voice, for that is a gift, and I ignored the sweet, kind spirit. A foolish person is someone who knows who God is and yet denies Him. When I was researching this word foolish, I discovered there are over 100 references in the word fool or foolish in the Bible. In the book of Matthew, we are taught Whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. There are other references throughout the Bible in Proverbs and in Psalms. From our Savior Jesus Christ, he gave us the parable of the ten virgins, and he gave this to all of us the last week of his life. There were five wise virgins and five foolish virgins. This is from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps, and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps, and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch, pay attention therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. What about your lantern, and what is your light that shines forth? Does it shine every day? Would you say sometimes it is bright, or sometimes is it dim? What are you doing while you wait? Do you know why they could not share their oil? It is because it is the experiences of what God has taught you personally through your times of trials, through your hardships, and through your achievements. These experiences testify to you that He is present and has always been present in your life. Do others feel your goodness, your pure heart, or have you run out of oil and so there is no light at all? What is your lantern filled with? Does your lantern burn with what you know, what you've learned from what Jesus has taught? Is Jesus your light? And is it so bright that you are able to help light the way for others? Is your lantern ready? Do you have extra oil in case the wait is long? Decide. Decide to be prepared with your lantern ready with enough oil that you are an inspiration for your associates and they see Jesus' love in their own lives. We do not know the hour or the day. The time is now. Check your hearts that they are pure, for the Lord searches our hearts and knows the imaginations of our thoughts. You either know who God is or you don't.
0: At the end of each episode, you'll hear us repeat the steps on how to remove your spots. It's simple. There are four steps in the process. Number one, start by making a comprehensive list of all the things in your life that you need to get rid of, or repent of, or even be healed from. You'll know when your list is complete, when you feel you've included all the items that come to mind. Number two, take an inventory of what you're feeding your spirit. Because what you feed your spirit is what feeds your flesh. Your body will follow your spirit. Number three, now that you've identified the spots, let's get rid of them or cast them off. And here's how you do that. Present your list to God through prayer. Ask Him for help. Ask Him to remove your spots, to literally take them from you. Ask God to remove and offload all your burdens, your stresses, and your concerns. Stop trying to carry them alone. They weren't meant for you to carry. And number four, once you've finished steps one through three, it's time to start the process again. Only this time, dig a little deeper into your soul, searching out even the smallest of spots you might have overlooked or not even recognized. Ask God to reveal them. He has a way of bringing them to the surface. And finally, continue these steps until you've completely cleansed yourselves of any and all spots. Then move forward day by day using the atonement of Jesus Christ to keep yourself unspotted.